0: hundred percent It's it's it is it's the social media in its purest form connects people based on interests. Um and, and we sometimes and I know I'm I'm guilty of this as much as the next guy, you know, trying to segment our segment our worlds, right? It's like, oh, this is the work world and this is the personal world. And you know, there's no such thing as work-life balance, it's just life. <laughs> and work is a part of it, right? So insert that part of you into your work and you'd be amazed at how much opportunity. You might find in places you never thought you would be able to get to
1: you are listening to and i quote a podcast focused on building relationships with insurance agents brokers their small business clients and industry leaders this podcast is presented by coterie insurance with your hosts brian thomas director of claims experience and ann boger vp of scaling We will be exploring the power that connection, communication, and commitment can have on your business. Join us every Thursday for a new episode and topic that will provide key insights to help build your business, agency, and client relationships. And I quote. Welcome to And I Quote. I'm your host, Ann Boger, VP of Scaling, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Alec DePazzo of DePazzo & Associates, located in Florida. DePazzo & Associates has been serving the state of Florida as independent insurance agents since 1997, and is committed to helping small business provide excellent service and financial security through insurance coverage. Welcome to the show, Alex.
0: Thank you very much for having me, Ann.
1: So 1997, that's, that's been a while.
0: It, it's How have been things a changed in that time well <laughs> yeah. um so well, well i do do business in florida which is where i like to joke around and say insurance comes to die um it's it's a complicated state so things have changed quite a bit um uh, but i think mostly what's changed not just since 97 i mean we've seen kind of a digital adoption um we we actually got our website we used, opened our first website or launched our first website in 1997, Um, simply because the first phone call I ever took about insurance, they asked me if I had one and they hung up when I said no. Uh, And so, um, which was a weird thing to happen so far back, Uh, but I do believe in Providence. So, you know, it it was was a move in the right direction. Um, And and I think digital adoption was something that actually started working and helping our agency quite a bit. Uh, It post a lockdown, um, that has become a hundred percent where, where we were, I would say prior to, you know, say 2019 at about a 90% adoption rate for, um, you know, the way we digitally do work. Um, now we're at a point where we haven't seen a customer in, in our office in over three years. And so that's and How did you a get lot.
1: into insurance? How did you get into insurance in the first place?
0: Um, my dad needed free labor um (laughs) that's just the truth and so my my family business was in um uh, clothing manufacturing ever since they came from cuba so my my mom and my dad are both from havana and um my grandfather came in the 60s uh opened a, a factory here in south florida my father came over worked there and then he opened his own shop then uh you know businesses change they ebb and they flow it's not just insurance that deals with that and uh, it got to a point where he wasn't adjusting the way the market was, and he needed to look at something different. Someone had told him he'd be a great insurance agent. Having worked for himself since he was 21, he didn't know anything other than to do is open an agency. In ni- so in 97, he uh, opened the agency, and about six months later, he needed some help. And he looked at me, he's like, hey, if you don't like working with dad, you'll at least have a license and can you know have a job. And um, I jumped on it and just happened to love the industry. Um, he understood small business owners because he had been a small business owner. So pretty much from the get-go, that's what we've done is help small, you know, mom and pop, small business owners, 15 or less employees um, with their insurance needs.
1: That's awesome. So it was a true family business. And um, something I've found is that once you're in insurance, you kind of never leave. (laughs) It it is a true, it
0: is, it's something that from the outside looks so, has such a negative perception, but once you're in it, you, you're you're one of two things, either a raving fan or, or, or left week one, right? So it's one of those two things that ends up happening. Um, but insurance has, gives us, there's just so many options in our industry um, that regardless of what your passion is, you can find a space for it. Uh, and it, it isn't as much paper pushing, that, even though there is a lot of paper to push, um, it, it definitely isn't as much paper pushing as we assume. Yeah.
1: So one of the things uh, I love about, and I quote: "Is that we really focus on relationship building and the communities that we're in? And um, I know you've really taken to using video as a, as a, and social media as a way to connect with your community and your your audience. Can you tell me a little bit about how that started?"
0: Well, so my father and I are not the traditional knock on doors, cold calling insurance agents. Um, in the sense of, we don't really like selling like that. Um, because well, we just don't like it when it happens to us, (laughs) and so you know you kind of do the thing that that other people like, right? And or that you like, and so we found that being an inbound agency was something we did from the get go. So we would do, say, in '97, we were doing a lot of mailers uh, to get people's attention and have them call in, Um, and and it would work, and it, it worked significantly because what we did was try to do a value first approach. Um, As we started to, you know, discover, you know, what SEO can do, discover, you know, how the educational component of how we do business um, is is valued, um, and and Google loves it, Um, we decided to start trying to create different content to be able to do that. Obviously, the website and written content was the first place we we did that. And then how do we accompany that? I started to make videos when my father-in-law gifted me a camera. And I saw that you could make videos with it and I'm like, oh, I wonder I wonder how well this will work. And uh and then fell in love with that process too, because it just allowed me the opportunity to answer the questions people have before they ever talk to me. And I think that's something that we lose in when we're discussing insurance with is it with our customers is sometimes they have a ton of questions and really they just want the answer to that very specific question and then it opens doors. Uh, to the rest of the work that we do as far as educating them on risk management, helping them understand how maybe that question was only a small part of a larger picture, uh, or even just satisfying that need. Small business owners are always looking to, to get that need satisfied. And, and if we can be there for them and at the same time help their businesses thrive by giving them good information, um, you know, that's where video kind of, it worked for, for, for us. Cause I always tell my customers that insurance is not a security blanket. Uh, there are no good hands, uh, no good friends. Uh, insurance is a contract, and you should really think about it like a hammer. It's only as good as you learn to use it. And in, if you use it right, it will help your business you know, continuity you know, forever, um, essentially. And so that's how we try to help them. And they found us because we were trying to do that for them.
1: So how long are your videos usually? so i have i so i I have
0: currently and it's taken years to develop the the, the idea of it so I have currently three different kinds of videos so I'll do non insurance content which is usually two to seven minutes and it's something that we call the small business coffee break and we interview professionals i insurance agents tend to be the poor man's attorney we we get calls with questions that we have absolutely no business answering uh and so I started to realize that I didn't really I wasn't really prepared to answer all those questions, so as a as a value piece, I started interviewing lawyers and accountants and executive coaches and you know cybersecurity professionals about those questions we would get asked. And so those are usually two to seven minutes answering a specific question, uh, nothing to do with insurance. Uh, then um, I have the other end of the spectrum, which is usually somewhere between seven and fifteen minutes, um, which is pure insurance. Stuff right, like so. You have a question about what general liability insurance is, about how loading and unloading might work, or what garage liability might be, or or how damage to rented premises works on your policy, or you know, how does why does your landlord ask for an additional insured? All those kinds of questions, and I put those out there um, long form, and we we use short bits and pieces of it for for you know additional mediums like LinkedIn or or Facebook or uh, Instagram. But, um, but the long form was really the intent, right? Because we get uh, the people who are looking for that information, they'll sit there and they'll watch. Um, I, I have one particular video that gets most of our views, uh, and it's a general liability in 10 minutes or less. It's actually 11 minutes long. And um, it, it has a watch time of 60%. So people on average will watch six minutes about me talking about general liability insurance. And um, wow. that's how much need there is for that information out there. Uh, and then, additionally, in the middle, I have what I call the kind of midway content, and those are shorts, uh, less than thirty seconds. I give a random kind of uh, unique fact about the industry to hopefully change some paradigms. I do it dressed as a, as you know, with funny glasses and use a different voice to do it. But um, the idea being that insurance isn't just all the stuffiness. So try to capture all three spectrums.
1: Yeah, this sounds like a really fun, creative outlet for you Um, and uh, something you've become kind of passionate about. How did that you mentioned, you know, you received this camera, but how did the process go from tinkering with that camera to now this pretty specific strategic set of uh, content types?
0: Well, because at first it was fun, right? So at first it's like, oh, wow, I get to do this kind of cool thing. I get to be on YouTube. I mean, you, when, when my kids discovered I have a YouTube channel, I was a hero in their eyes. Like, <laughs> they are constantly asking me what my subscriber count is. I'm like, subscriber count doesn't matter. It's a vanity metric. No, I don't say that. But I mean, it's the, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it was invigorating to be a part of this, you know, at the time, kind of new process. And there were a lot of voices in the industry. Rem- helping us do this. If you go back to Agency Nation, uh, the big Eye, uh, when they first started putting out that kind of content, uh, Ryan Hanley, Joy Giangola, Sig Rowe, um, they were begging us as, a, as an industry to start doing this because there was so much opportunity to capture attention. Um, what eventually ended up occurring was that it went from just kind of, hey, this is a creative outlet to, oh, wait, we can really do something uh, specific and strategic with this. And so it started to morph into well, how can I capture attention where I'm both providing value to the end user while at the same time creating opportunities for our for our business, and so then you know through trial and error for you know um, different kinds of ideas, uh, which is you know probably never end, Um, you know that ebb and flow you know that's creating content that's kind of the way it works. It never really finishes. We've, we've, you know, we've come up with a strategy that we feel that will hold will you know, hold serve for at least the next you know couple of years, so that we can both give out yeah. that value and at the same time generate a- attention for our agency, which will t- which t- turns into revenue. Um, a lot of folks ask me that question. It's like, oh, does does it work? Uh, and the answer is, yeah, yeah, it does. You know, our website generates you know forty to sixty leads a month. Um, of all inbound people who are looking for a very specific kind of insurance, and they fill out long form con- long form web forms in order to pro- tell us all of that information. Um, and then additionally, you know, it, it gives me an opportunity to, while I'm networking face-to-face in my local community or at other, other events. I mean, sometimes it's really kind of weird when someone walks up to me and is like, oh, you're the coffee guy. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the coffee guy because uh, of the small business coffee break uh, and and so, you know it, it it gave us an opportunity. We saw that the creative outlet actually lends itself very, very well to what we do every day inside our agency.
1: in some ways, it makes people feel like they know you before they've ever met you. So when that guy walks up to you or or business owner walks up to you or the other coffee guy, they may instantly have a little bit of rapport, a little bit of trust, uh, a sense of who you are, right? Because it sounds like um, while you, you've you developed different styles of content, you're always you. Um, well, that was and so can you reason. talk a little bit about that, sort of bringing your authentic self into the process?
0: That's probably the hardest part. Um, of, of the three that I do, probably the most me is the insurance nerd Alex, the one who does the shorts, because um, yeah. I am a nerd uh, by nature, and so that's actually kind of a way to get all that out. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was really important for us um, and it's important that, that I say that a lot of times people see, see my face all the time. Um, I, you know, I am a partner in an agency uh, with my father, and this has been developed together uh, over all these years. And, and it was really important to us that all of our content be unique to us, because what we didn't want to provide was the idea of a process or an idea of a culture that was not realized when the customer called in. Um, we felt that that disconnect was something that you see a lot in our industry, right? So you take some of the national brands that are advertising, um, you know, they, they, they sell an idea, which is not necessarily realized when the phone call is made or when the claim happens. Uh, and so we wanted to be able to have a better hold on that. So it was always really important to us to be who we are. And through that, we've learned that we're not for everybody. (laughs) And that's OK. Not every small business owner is looking to be educated about insurance. And that's OK. You know, that's what makes them a small business owner. You know, they are risk takers by nature. They did not, you know, de- decide one morning to risk all of their livelihood uh, to open this thing that they are likely passionate about um, only because, you know, hey, this is the safest thing in the world. It's like, oh, no, we're they decided to take a risk. And so yeah. we, you know, we find the customers that are looking to mitigate some of that risk, you know, some of that unexpected uh, physical damages and, and liability issues that come on th- into their world, um, but also extend it beyond that to a thought process of insurance isn't the solution for everything.
1: Uh, what advice would you give a small, uh, an agency owner who's looking to build out their own content strategy and maybe is new to building content um for for the internet
0: um well the the two things that i think they're that were hardest for me right so i'll, I'll let them know the things that were hard for. so one it doesn't seem like it but i am an introvert right? i am happiest in a movie theater by myself on a saturday that is that is my happy place <laughs> uh, and so um it took a, it took something about me to, you know, to shift a little to be able to get comfortable on camera. One of the things I did was I literally started talking to my camera before and after, I'd, like right before I'd get into a car, right after I got into a car, I'd just pick up my phone and I'd look at my camera and I'd start talking to it like I was talking to another person. And it took a little while, but then eventually I got comfortable at doing that. And, yeah. um, and, and so once I got comfortable about doing that, it really became easy to talk about the things I already know about. I only talk about things that I know something about. If I don't know about it, I'm not going to bring it up. And, and the reality is, is that there are so many facets to the insurance industry that people have questions on um, that you could talk endlessly about <laughs> what you know that that helps them. So then um, the other thing is you might see you know that I have some stuff in this office that you know you might see some of the equipment I use. It took years to build up to that point um, my first uh, attempt was it was a DSLR it was a Nikon D5300 it was a gift from someone um, and I literally just turned it on with God's light uh, meaning a window and and talked to it and it was it looked terrible. it, it, it looked <laughs> terrible but my my best performing video on YouTube is one of those videos. it is five years old. Uh, and it was you know I, I did by then i had gotten like a little green screen which is very easy to do with today's technology and um and it, and i just talked about general liability for 10 minutes and and people eat it up and and so at the very end of that video i put in a bunch of bloopers that i did while making that video uh, because i wanted to re- constantly remind myself that it isn't easy but you can still do it right? So that would be my biggest recommendation is just, just pick up a camera. Your smartphone is perfect for it. Start talking to it and talk about something that interests
1: you. So you mentioned that you have sort of built up a recording studio in your office. That's what it sounds like. So what was that process like? Did You started with that gift camera. Um, and then what were some of the most essential pieces you ended up... Bringing into your collection as you got uh, as you got going.
0: Um, so yes, so a little bit of YouTube research, um, and there's no better way to learn how to be on YouTube than YouTube uh, uh, taught me that sound was important. Mm-hmm. So uh, early on, I invested in some mics. Um, doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, my current setup uh, is you know out the door probably costs about thirty five hundred bucks. Um, which sounds like a lot of money and is a lot of money. But if you take into effect that it's taken me five years to put it all together, it really isn't that much. Um, so mics was the first thing I invested in just because I, I, you know, it was very evident that if you sounded like yeah. if you were in a echo chamber or something,
1: yeah, it's uh, it
0: was hard to capture people's attention. That's something that just turned them off. Um, after that was, you know, I learned a little bit about lighting. Um, I started to uh, create a, uh, an environment that I can easily shoot in, right? So, at first, my office was this big office with these big desks and a credenza, and like all the you know all the stuff you'd normally see. Uh, and then uh, the functional kind of practical side of my brain started to say, "This is extra. I don't need all of this fancy stuff for validation." So I got rid of it all and then made space and created a back wall. And then originally it was just a bookcase with some things that my you know my made me or uh, pictures of my wedding or things like that. Um, and then eventually, that turned into the wall you see now. Uh, and I have the uh, kids' stuff and on this side and on this side of my roof, my office. And this is my office. This is not a studio. Um, it is a 10 by 11 square foot uh, space uh, with my desk pushed all the way up to one wall so that the wall behind me is seen as, as brightly as possible. So when I am shooting videos, not just for YouTube or on a podcast, but I shoot videos as an introduction to my customers. So if I'm sending them a quote, I do a quick vidyard, explaining what that quote is, include that into my email and send it out. And, and this is what they see. They get a picture of who I am, essentially, uh, visually. And that matters. Sometimes the conversation about insurance is like the last two minutes of the conversation.
1: I, I'm starting to feel inspired. I feel like I should be shooting videos and sending them to people. Well, did you do that before the epidemic and before things were so remote or is that a newer process in the last few years for you? Um,
0: We tried to include it uh, prior to the pandemic, right? So um, uh, prior to the lockdowns, better way of I think describing that. Um, Prior to the lockdown, we've always had an onboarding that allowed customers to um, see who they're dealing with if they hadn't seen us yet, right? um and then beyond the onboarding process we did try to include video as a part of it the the difference really is adoption people today will watch that way more than they did mm-hmm. prior to so so essentially we were very blessed to be prepared for this yeah. kind of communication and and being able to easily just you know shift over to it
1: yeah well and it that, that makes sense just thinking about life of a small business owner right it is it is a hectic life (laughs) it is a hectic life with long days a lot of the time and you need answers when you need them and anytime you can cut things short and make things more efficient the better but that doesn't mean you want to lose that connection that relationship or that
0: value correct you don't you you want making it efficient is only a, 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 a a process issue yeah. But the value of what we do, the value of what an independent agent brings to the table isn't lost in the process because we can offer it digitally, you know, through video, through content and, and things like that. I'm always, every time I get a new subscriber to the newsletter, my brain just explodes. Who would want to receive a monthly video? Monthly blogs about insurance. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's people who have that need and because of that connection that they feel, they, 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 they want to continue that first video was in 2016. My first YouTube video was in 2016. Um, and it took probably till about 2018 or 2019 until it started to really get any attention or any traction. And then it just, it just started to go uh, almost as if by itself. So it, it it lends to that reality that you don't know what people want to know. Um, just put the, put the information out there and eventually that audience will find it. And and additionally, it just, if you put it there, it may not do traction today. You may have to spend a lot of time not seeing an ROI up front, Mm -hmm. but you didn't see an ROI when you opened your business. You mentioned that, you know, we're independent insurance agents, especially agency owners. We're small business owners. People ask me, what do I do for a living? I go, depends on the time of day. Sometimes I'm an IT guy. Occasionally I'm a janitor. And every so often I actually get to talk about insurance. Um, and, and and so it, it, that's the way our, our our lives work.
1: So how did you kind of nurture your own process in those early years?
0: Oh, it did take faith, right? I, I believed in the statistics, right? So um, we have been doing SEO since way before 2016. Yeah. So we, the power of what the internet can do over time, as far as search engine algorithms are concerned, was evident to us. And, and, and people don't always realize that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, right? So you either Google it or you YouTube a solution for it. Yeah. Um, so it just seemed natural to want to do it there. But that because we had had the first experience, we knew the second experience would take some time. I have a, a good friend who owns a media company. And um, she we were, we were going back and forth and she was mentioning how she doesn't really, she doesn't for how much she enjoys my content. She doesn't understand why it doesn't get more subscribers or more of the vanity metrics that exist. And I'm like, yeah. well, it's because I'm talking about insurance. <laughs> I, I mean, let's be honest. You know, I'm not like you know a, a cool mom who's like you know out there doing jogging or uh, making some kind of cool food or building some kind of awesome thing. I'm I'm talking about probably the, the subject most people. When, you, when people meet you at a party and you say you're an insurance agent, that ends the conversation like yep. right there. Um, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a need. So my cus- my viewer isn't going to subscribe, but they're going to find the answer to that question. And if I did my job right with the call to action, they're then going to reach out. Yeah, And that's my end goal.
1: It's not about catching the attention of the whole world. It's about having the right people being able to find you at the right moment when they have the kind of question that you can answer um, or are thinking about their business in a certain way where you can be immediately valuable, right, and about finding that connection.
0: And, And not only, and I think that in that, one other thing that we try really hard to do is to not ever think about any of the content we build on an insurance mindset. We think about it from the customer's perspective. One of the things I used to do way back in the day when we had a storefront was I would sit in the seats my customers would sit in from when they would walk in to kind of get a view of what they saw. Think about your content the same way.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I feel like we could talk all day, but I feel like um, we probably should let you go. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And um Really look forward to catching you on YouTube.
0: Thank you, Anne. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for joining us today and listening to And I Quote, a podcast created by Coterie Insurance for insurance agents, brokers, and small business owners just like yourself. And I Quote focuses on how building relationships, networking, and community involvement can grow your business. Coterie Insurance is simplifying small business insurance for agents, brokers, and our partners. New to our website is the Find an Agent tab. This tab leads to local pages that help small business owners find agents in their area. If you're interested in getting your own page, click the link in our show notes. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next week.